Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome back, friends. This segment, it's it's sponsored by Brad Hall and Associates, and we're going to feature Tom Gledhill from Murphy Business. He's a regional director from Bourne, Massachusetts. And Tom, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Bill. Pleasure to have you on. Today, we're going to talk about how to increase business value in today's marketplace. And before we get into that, um, we always like to start by getting to know a little bit about our guests. Can you share a little bit about your background and how you got into this particular line of work, Tom? Oh, sure. Uh, first of all, I'm an Omni veteran, and I have a degree in electrical engineering and an MBA. And uh, when I got out of school, I worked in engineering for a couple of years and shifted to sales and eventually sales management. And uh, I spent the next several years uh, founding, building, and eventually selling uh, several companies. And the most successful was a software company that I built, and uh, we provided healthcare uh, information systems and I eventually sold it to a large strategic buyer. And for the last several years, I've been working in M&A, and the last couple of years, I finally did something I wanted to do all along, and that was to uh, write a book. As a matter of fact, I've written three books in the last couple of years. Uh, I love sports. Uh, my favorite time of year is probably March Madness with the NCAA basketball. Uh, I like reading historical novels and about business. And I have a gym off my office, and I work out in there four to six times a week. Um, I'm married, I have four children, and a bunch of grandkids. Well, thank you very much. Congratulations on that, and thank you for your service, first off. And uh, your your background suits you well for what you're doing now. And Murphy Business is certainly a large group that helps businesses. How many? Uh, how, how large is Murphy? Do you, do you have any idea about how how many uh, franchises they have, or? We have we have about thirty regions throughout the United States and Canada, Bill, and uh, we probably have out of that we probably have about two hundred offices. And Murphy, so mm-hmm, two hundred offices, and Murphy Business is a for those of you who don't know helps business owners to sell actually sell their businesses, right? That's correct. That's correct. Now to sell your business, you call somebody from Murphy Business, like Tom Gledhill, and you say, I want to sell my business. And Tom, what's the first thing that you ask them? Well, the first thing that we like to do is we like to obviously learn about the business, and we ask open-ended questions about the about the business and try to get a sense for, for their revenues and their earnings and what they do uh, in, a, in a conversational manner. And uh, then we like to get their financials, and we suggest very strongly that they get a business valuation. Um, most people don't know what their company is worth, and most companies think that their most people think their company is worth a lot more than it really is, and uh, that can really cause a problem. I mean, that's the number reason, number one reason businesses don't sell. So because, that's the first uh, thing be, that we do because it won't fetch enough for the owner at the end of the day as as it sits. Yeah, their expectations are too high. Yeah, and that that's that's a killer. Uh, is it uh, is it double? I mean, do they think it's worth double what it's really worth? What's your experience been? 
Well, no, I, I think that sometimes it is, but uh, most of the time it's probably 20 to 50 percent more okay. uh, than it really is. And, and a lot of times that's because it, without the owner there, uh, without their management, it's it's not going to run as well and produce as much. Is that sum it up? Well, if the owner is critical to the business, it's going to be hard to sell. Um, the, the best thing that, that we can do and the best thing that they can do for themselves to make their company more valuable is really to become irrelevant relative to day-to-day -day operations and putting out fires. Uh, mm -hmm. So the more irrelevant the, the business owner is to the actual day-to-day -day operation of the business, the more valuable the business is. And you've written a couple of books on this topic, so you know what you're talking about. Positioning your company or position your company for a premium exit, which is available on Kindle and Amazon, and uh, how to sell your business or your company, excuse me, and not leave money on the table. So uh, you've developed a methodology to help business owners find the right buyer. How did you come up with that? Well, when I sold my software company, Bill, I, I thought I got a good deal. And, uh, you know, the staff was being treated properly, and they were, uh, the seniority was, was being passed on, and we thought, we thought it was a, a good deal. Uh, when I got involved in M&A and I started taking classes through the IBBA, I, as I was sitting in the classroom, I started thinking about when I sold my company. And I realized that I, I didn't position the company properly, and I left a lot of money on the table. So I started thinking about you know, how can I identify the right buyers for this company and what they're looking for in an acquisition. So the first thing is identifying the buyer types and what they're looking for in an acquisition. And the very first part of it, though, is analyzing your company and then rating your company and seeing where it lies, what you have to offer vis-a-vis -vis the, the various buyer types. So once you've identified a buyer type, then you're in a much better position to know what to do to position your company for the exit. Very good. So we start off with the, the headlines of the two buyer type, or maybe, maybe more, but what are the buyer types? Well, the buyer types that, that I've identified and that I use are you've got your strategic buyers, and then you've got your sophisticated financial buyers, which are basically pegs and, and small investment groups. And then you've got your, your lifestyle buyers, which basically are people that are buying a job. Mm -hmm. And then at the, bo the bottom of the heap, you've got your industrial buyers. Now, these are people like you and me, perhaps, that run a company, and you're looking for something that you can, you can purchase, assets you can purchase, and pay at a, a rock-bottom price. And when they come knocking on your door, uh, you have to be very careful. Uh, the best thing you can do is, is get professional help at that point in time. So those are the, the four buyer types that, that I've identified. Great. So we're going to take a short break, Tom. When we come back, I'm going to ask you to get a little bit deeper into that and share some tips, ideas, and precautions for our listeners. We'll be right back after this message. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the show for age 50-plus business owners. We're interviewing over 250 professional advisors for their tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new 20-minute interviews and one-minute highlights every day at ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. 
Olivecrest is a local nonprofit organization dedicated to preventing child abuse, treating and educating at-risk children, and preserving the family one life at a time. For 40 years, Olivecrest has provided safe, loving homes to at-risk youth throughout Southern California, Nevada, and the Pacific Northwest. There are many ways you can help, including volunteering or becoming a foster parent. Go to www.olivecrest.org or call 1-800-550-CHILD to learn more. That's 1-800-550-CHILD. Call today. Welcome back, friends. Just a reminder that we've interviewed dozens of advisors on a wide variety of topics. You'll find all of their interviews and highlights online at exacoachradio.com or on iTunes at itunes.exacoachradio.com. And I'm talking with Tom Gledhill uh, from Murphy Business. And Tom, before the break, we talked about the four types of buyers, the strategic buyer, the sophisticated financial buyer, the lifestyle buyer, and the industrial buyer. Be careful <laughs> uh, on that right, one. Right. So let's talk about the difference between having your business ready for sale to, let's say, the two major categories, strategic or financial. Well, for strategic and, and financial, strategic buyers are typically looking for uh, technology that will make them uh, uh, better in their, in their marketplace or they're looking for a geographic uh, expansion, or and you you really need to know what the buyer, what that type buyer is looking for. And typically, they're uh, they're bigger companies in your industry, right? So much bigger than you, but they they see that you have a niche or a special area, or like you said, geographical uh, correctness for them. That's right. That's right. Now the financial buyers, you typically your pegs, they're looking for recapitalization. They're looking to buy. 60 to 80 percent of your company. They want the management. They want looking for management depth, because they want the management to stay on. They're looking for growth opportunities within the company, and uh, what they'll do is they'll keep the company for three to five years, and then they'll turn around and sell it. So, you know, you want to make sure that you have the management depth, and uh, that you've been growing. Uh, growth is an, a very important value driver. Uh, for the uh, financial people. And where will they get the best price for their business of those two, generally? Basically, you, you get a premium with a strategic buyer. If you can provide something that they need, whether it be geography, whether it be synergistic systems, whether it be um, technology that they require, they need, if you have those, you typically can get a premium from a strategic buyer. The uh, financial buyers, you can do very well with the financial buyers because oftentimes after the three to five year period when the investment group has been involved, it'll sell for a higher multiple and the, the business owner can make more money in the second bite of the apple than he can in the first. That makes sense. So, so a, str a strategic buyer wants you for what you currently are because you represent a way for them to expand and grow and they're they're going to make they're going to make their money back very quickly because they're probably going to do away with some of your operational expenses and costs and things like that uh, right that's correct and that's then that, correct. that financial buyer is looking to come in give you size and scale and maybe they're looking to turn it around and sell to a strategic buyer so they're going to help you grow into that uh, and so you only sell part of it up front and then you'll be able to get a second transaction down the road that should be much larger that's the goal that's exactly right bill that's, that's great exactly right and but now we get into 
the smaller businesses and the lifestyle buyer and the lifestyle buyers looking for a job, right? They're looking for a job. They're looking for they're looking for the cash flow that's going to support a, a decent income that's going to cover their debt service because they're you know typically they have to uh, they don't have cash to buy the uh, the whole business. So they have to take a loan. So they're looking for cash flow to cover their debt service. And they're looking for also some cash flow to, to help them grow because they want to, they would like to eventually create an asset that they can sell. So rather than them starting their own business, they want to buy something that's got an established reputation and, more importantly, a, a process and a system and employees in place so they can hit the ground running, and then they're going to try to squeeze more out of that. Um, it's so that they can pay you back as the as the seller, and also have a nice lifestyle for themselves, right? That's right. That's so, right. Oftentimes, too, they'll they'll be looking for something that's wrong with the business that they can easily correct. Something like lack of marketing, you know, something like lack of financial expertise that they can bring to the table, and uh, and, and it's something that they can grab hold of. It's an opportunity that they can grab hold of and grow the company. So, Tom, let me ask you a question. For every 10 people that approach you, how many of them are ready to, in your eyes, are, you're saying, yeah, I can sell this as you are, and how many do you have to turn away? Uh, 20 to 30% maybe. Uh, so about 8 out of 10 you turn away and say, you know, you're not quite ready or the price isn't high enough, but... but um, do some work and come back and see me when you're, or, or we'll help. Do you help people at that point? We like, to, we like to help people at that point, Bill. I think ideally if we could get people two years before they, um, they really want to put the company on the market, you know, that would be ideal. That would give us a chance to work on them to help them position their company so they could, you know, and, and it's getting to the point now where it's not just a premium price they'll get for it. They might not be able to sell it at all. Because there are more sellers coming to the market, baby boomers get older, and there are going to be fewer buyers. So that that whole pendulum is going to switch in favor of the buyer. So there are going to be a lot of companies out there that 10 years ago would have sold that won't be able to sell in the future. Because uh, they're competing with prepared buyers, or sellers, excuse me. So those that have done their preparation will be a lot, will transition faster sell faster, uh, get a better price, all the things we've, we've been talking about, right? That's right, and be able to sell at all. So you, a lot of companies out there, when you talk about the 10 companies, yeah, you know, some of those companies are not sellable at all. Right. They're, they're just not sellable, So we, and we realize that, and, you know, we tell them good luck. But, um, but then there are, are some that are not quite ready, but they will be ready or should be ready in, in a couple of years. And, uh, but there are very few that are, that are ready um, at, at this point in time when they call. So, few. so is the best bet for some of those that aren't sellable at all, either to have an insider transition or just be prepared? Maybe you can go from overtime chairman or, excuse me, overtime president to part-time chairman and maybe take a, uh, take a few days off and settle in for the long haul, right? That's right. <laughs> but That's but there is. There's a huge glut. There's 12 million baby boomer business owners, and they're all thinking the same way, just like they always have. And now the thought is about retirement or, or uh, changing up their life a little bit. So there's going to be a huge glut, and we preach that. But two years, uh, you say, uh, if someone comes to you two years beforehand and says, I want to sell in two years, Tom, what can we do to 
position this business for sale, what are some of the, the top-line things you talk about? Well, the top-line things really are just uh, positioning the company so that it's, uh, it has the things that uh, the buyers are looking for. For example, in mm-hmm. my company, what I, what I missed was I had invested a lot of money in expanding into New York and New Jersey, you know, that cost well over a million dollars to do that, open sales offices outside of New England. And we also developed an electronic medical record that cost us, uh, you know, a million, over a million dollars. Now, what happened was when the, when the buyer, the, the uh, potential buyer, the ultimate buyer came t- to us, they already had an electronic medical record system. They already had offices in New York and New Jersey. What they wanted were our customers in New England. So what we should have done two years prior to that, we should have hired more salespeople for New England and gotten more customers here in New England. I see. So uh, what you're saying is the best thing a, a, a seller who wants to sell to a strategic buyer should do is take a, a lot of time to try to understand what you need to look like to that strategic buyer out there and do your research and your homework and become that target. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, and and that takes, uh, you know, not everybody knows uh, it, what exactly the strategic buyer is looking for. So it takes someone who understands the industry and, and has been around the block a few times to say, well, here's here's where we're going to start. Um, we're going to beef up your your sales in this particular region because they're weak in this region. Uh, we're going to specifically identify a niche that we can go after that they that they can't get to, and and uh, let's work on that for a couple of years, and then and then everything looks great. Uh, very interesting stuff, Tom. So uh, if you could uh, let us let our listeners know how to get in touch with you, because I think anybody, especially in your area, who's saying. You know, I, I do want to sell my business, but maybe I should talk to Tom two years ahead of time. Maybe I should start talking now and start preparing for that instead of being disappointed because I, I didn't do my preparation and, and there's just a glut out there. So how do people get in touch with you? Well, one of the things, Bill, that I've done is, I, is an outgrowth of my last uh, book. I have just about completed a, a workbook that will allow people to look at the the core value drivers of their business and not only look at the the core value drivers but also the components of those value drivers and and rate the company based on based on this workbook and if people get in touch with me send me an email and my email is t.gledhill g-l-e-d-h-i-l-l at murphybusiness.com They'll send me an email. I will send them a free copy of my workbook. Excellent. And uh, also, take a look at our website at exitcoachradio.com. We'll have that com- content or that contact information on there. People can get in touch with you and get the workbook. Tom, thanks very much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for your time. I've been talking with Tom Gledhill of Murphy Business, and we're going to take a short break. So please stay tuned. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing over 250 top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. 
Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 